Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. And it's Missions Conference Week here at Liberty Baptist Church. It truly is the best time of year. Oh, it is wonderful. And we get to meet people from all different parts of the world who are serving the Lord because their lives have been totally and completely committed to the Lord. So this is a very special podcast because we're going to introduce Tracy Pover. Pover. <laughs> we have been calling her Tracy Paver, not to be confused with Tracy Paver. I Paver. will answer to either one. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is Tracy Pover, and she is uh, she she is a missionary uh, to to Chile. To Chile. Yes. And uh, that's great. That's not like Wendy's Chile or any other Chile. This is <laughs> Chile the nation, and we are yeah. really really glad that you are here. So we're going to be asking some questions to Tracy to see her life story of how God directed her to Chile and just some really interesting things that um, God used in her life to direct her to that specific place. So thank you so much for being here, Tracy. Thank you for having me. We think of missionaries as heroes, but we need to realize that missionaries have come from the same place that we come from and that, that God calls us from all different places. So let's start talking about where you were born and raised and what, a little bit about your family. So what what is your background? Where 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 did you live? So I was actually born in the Philippines and oh. I lived there till I was 8 years old. And then um, after that um, we moved to Singapore and Indonesia and then I lived there for about 9 years and then when I was 17 I Moved to Florida to attend Pensacola Christian, which so, we found out that we went to college together. Yeah. World college buddies. <laughs> but she, she was a nursing major, so we didn't, we didn't see, see each other a lot. I mean, I, I was saw with charity the at the desk. Schoolers. Yes. <laughs> so, so you you were born in the Philippines. Was your which your parents were they uh, in missions or were they why, why all the different places? Well, actually, um, my dad is a chemical engineer. My mom's a doctor, but. Um, my parents grew up Catholic, but because of an American missionary that came to the Philippines and shared oh. the gospel with my dad, um, I got to grow up in a Christian home my whole life. That's oh, all I've wow. ever known because of this missionary. So my dad was the first in his family. My wow. mom was the first in hers. And then they ended up sharing the gospel with their brothers and sisters who now have um, families also that are following the Lord. They're they're saved. Their kids are serving the Lord as well. So. All because that, of one missionary mm-hmm. who went to the Philippines yes, and yes. led your dad to the Lord. Yes. That is amazing. absolutely amazing. So, But he's not—he's he, a chemical engineer, you said, and then they wound up moving to Pensacola. Is that because you were going to go to school in Pensacola? Well, no, they actually—they stayed in Asia, okay. um, and I was just me that moved to Pensacola. Um, my Christian school in Singapore, I had a teacher that was a graduate of Pensacola, and— I um, really wanted to go into nursing, but I wanted to learn it from a Christian perspective. And so she said that Pensacola had an excellent program and to check it out. And that was just um, that was the first time I'd ever heard of a, a Christian school in the States, but having a very high caliber um, of, Education. you know, this kind of, yeah, with mm-hmm. nursing. And so I, I wanted to, to see that. Were you considered a foreign exchange student? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, like, were you ever one of the foreign exchange students that got up on foreign exchange student day? You know, when they said, hey, give a testimony of why you're here. And then everybody tells why they came. And then at the very end, they always said, and because of the price and because of the price. 
<laughs> that would have been before my oh. time. I don't remember oh, that. Man. When they would do that, I thought, <laughs> because it's such a good. Yeah, it is. They make it so what such a class act education, yes. but at such an affordable price. And I think, too, because um, I ended up, Going here, or going here, going to Pensacola, mm-hmm. um, several other kids from my the church that I attended in Singapore, actually their kids ended up going to wow. Pensacola as well and getting, you know, hmm. and my brother as well because they just saw the quality at a great and affordable right. price. And it's a Christian education. Yes, it exactly. really, we've had in the past, you guys, if you're interested in knowing more about Pensacola Christian College, you can go back into our previous lessons and or to our uh, previous sessions and interviews where we interview the president of Pensacola Christian College. That's Dr. Um, Shoemaker. And then there's two different episodes. One, we talk specifically about Pensacola Christian College and then another one about the founding and everything. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and go back to those uh, previous episodes. Yes, we love Pensacola Christian College. And, and now we uh, have the opportunity of um, interviewing a person who has been affected by that college and being used has been used uh, out in the foreign field now. So you went to Pensacola, you got your four-year degree there, and then? I actually stayed for my master's. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got my six-year degree uh-huh. In nursing. Yes. Education. Yes. Is yeah. that right? So wow. I did the four-year um, nursing program and mm-hmm. then nursing education afterwards. Wow. When so. you graduated from there, did you go s- straight to, hey, I want to be in missions? Is that where, or did did God work on your heart through that? Like, we would like to know about that more. So when I graduated from from college, I actually moved to a specific area in Atlanta because I knew there was a church there that had just a very missions, um, it was very Mm missions-minded, and um, the pastor had a heart for missions, and so I specifically moved there because I wanted to keep that in front of me. Hmm. So I did that while continuing to pursue nursing. I worked at a, um, on a on a Florida local hospital and had been, also been able to teach at various um, um, colleges. Wow. Um, and it's, the last one I taught at before um, I went into deputation was actually a Christian school troop, McConnell University up in North Georgia. But um, the whole, you know, the Lord putting the burden of missions on my heart really started with a camp that I went to um, after graduating. And at this camp, uh, did you work at this camp? No, I attended. attended. It was my first camp in America (laughs) as a camper. Yeah. And I was in my twenties when I went to my first camp, but it was a missions camp, which Uh is, you know, already who hears of a missions camp. That's not that common either. But, um, there was a preacher there that spoke about Romans 12, one and two, and specifically that phrase, um, how it's our reasonable service to offer our mm. lives to the Lord yes. as a living sacrifice. And that really um, stuck with me because I think that um, it can be very rational how you plan out your whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I kept coming back to the fact that, you know, everything that Christ had done for me, it's reasonable for me. It's not a sacrifice at all. It makes total sense to to offer my life in return, mm-hmm. however he would use it. And God directed my steps to this church. Missions was ever before me. And um, later on, a couple years down the road, I got to go to a missions trip um, mm-hmm. 
to South America for the first time. Was it the church that went on a missions trip, or did you go with like an organization like it medical missions? Or uh, okay, yeah, it no, was the church. We're talking about Vision Baptist Church. Yes, is that yeah. right? Yeah, they are yeah. very, very okay. missions minded. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we got to go on a missions trip, and there at this missions trip, I remember we visited a monastery, and at this monastery, um, this one really affected me because I saw just. The you know they preserve it the history and how and I think you was this the one to Peru yes yeah we yeah, went there, there to that yes. monastery and you see the rooms where they've lived in oh, these women yes and all the different kinds of um what do they call it is it penances the things that they do to try to gain favor yes. with the Lord penance yeah right? you, yeah you didn't decide to become a nun or anything no. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but where they it was a it was quite interesting. Yes, it was. Like they take they said that eighty percent of the women that would go in to see if they wanted to be nuns would end up being becoming nuns the rest of their life. Right. Um, which is, I mean, it, it made sense though because if you're living in a time where you're just an like as a woman you're treated like you know livestock you're right. like an animal. You come into this, and women were really lifted up in those monasteries because of their idolization of Mary. Yeah. And so women were really lifted up. So I would think, oh, yeah, why wouldn't you stay here? Right, exactly. Um, You know, your life of not having to be a maid (laughs) or a slave to your spouse back then. At that monastery, the the first time I really noticed, because it was drawn to my attention how— Mary is so much bigger in those pictures. Oh, yes. It's so powerful. And yes. Jesus always looks small and tiny yes. and weak. And that's, and, and that's, and that's their... He took um, the the pastor, um, David, David Gardner, re- walked through and read all of the things that they— Now, the women that would come into this monastery normally had no education. They couldn't read. They couldn't write. But they had paintings all around. So mm-hmm. they were told to walk around every day, and they were— had to quote the things they were taught, what that said on the walls. They didn't know, but it was a picture. And it all led the whole day they had, or every day they had to walk around and quote the things that were on the wall, the pictures. And the pictures told the story of Mary. It has Jesus, Jesus, and like you said, it was yeah. weak, weak. And then Mary is this, the God. Wow. Right. I, I mean, it was, and so then when you get to the end, you you see it's Mary, this big, huge picture of Mary, and then, G, like you said, this, tiny. like, tiny nothing of Jesus. But they're teaching—they they can't read. They can't write. They can't—you know, they don't—they're just doing what they're taught by— I want to interrupt this podcast just to make it clear we don't believe any of this, okay? Yes. Just so just so if you're just tuning in, we are not promoting this. Yes. Yes. We, are, totally we are exposing right. this. Right. Right. It's totally against Scripture, there's nothing in Scripture that teaches you to magnify Mary right. as as God. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so that's where you were at. That was the experience you went through and were like, wow, this yeah, is— Yeah, that, that was something—I I think for me it really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, these women, having lived these kind of lives, mm-hmm. they saw that being a nun as a sort of redemption, a sort of escape, right. a sort of way mm-hmm. to lift themselves up where they had this zeal, but it wasn't according to knowledge and it wasn't leading to salvation or anything. It was still leading them straight to hell. And for me, um, it really was an eye opener when I thought about the fact that my family for generations had been a Catholic family. And if mm-hmm. not for a missionary coming and um, sharing the gospel with my dad, giving up 
you know, his home, security, mm. um, even family and time in the States to to come share the gospel with um, Filipinos, I could have had a very similar story yeah. as the nuns at this monastery. Now, do you still know that missionary? Was I don't. He still, oh, do, no. you, do you know who they were or do you have? My dad does, but I don't know. That'd be really interesting to find out I know. and look up. So this was in, you said, 2018. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so you went from there. Was it like immediately? Okay, I'm I'm signing up. It was a process. It definitely took a couple okay. of months of um, praying and just um, seeking counsel and really confirming, um, you know, what the next steps needed to be, mm-hmm. and trying to explore too and just see where I could, I could be useful. Yeah, you know, within within a ministry, mm-hmm. and so definitely took some talking to to some people and and just trying to see what that might look like with me especially being a single lady I wanted to work um in a ministry that had a team yes you know mm-hmm. I think for accountability and also for um there's a lot of loneliness on the mission field right. and um and so well, just even different cultures exactly and if you don't have anybody else there then right. really that can that can understand where you've come right, from. Right, exactly. Cultures wow. and language differences. Yes. So um, so I wanted to to see that. And, and so I started reading up about Chile. And right around the same time, the Lord um, brought the Holtz home on furlough. And they're out of my home church, also Jason and Lori Oh, yes, Holt. Jason and Lori, they are missionaries of ours and have been for like I don't know. 18, yeah, like a lot, 20 a years. A long, long time. Yes, they, they've been. We love them. They're, they're great awesome. missionaries. So they're you work wonderful. alongside them. Yes, yes, I do. I work alongside okay. them. And so when the Lord really began to put this burden in my heart, I asked them, you know, what could someone like me do? How would that look like within your ministry? And um, it's really turned out to be, you know, what they answered then and, and how it's progressed now. Um, it's really um, working amongst the women and, and the hmm. and the children of um, the different ministries and aspects of that. So, so you like do discipleship, but that kind of thing, or do you, do you? Is it Chilean they speak, or is it they speak Spanish, Spanish also? <laughs> okay, but, but Chileans have a very distinct accent and mm-hmm. a lot of they call them Chilenismos. It's certain words that's unique to Chile. Okay, that you're just I'm still learning. Well, what when they we are went today. to Peru, our Spanish pastor came with us, and it was really great because he was able to speak, you know, to the people and preach right, in right, the right. language of their tongue. But there were some words that, I mean, he was born in Mexico, Mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. he's he's like, there are words that are completely different that they've told me, no, don't use that. That does not at all go with what you're saying. I thought that's so, it's fascinating. So did you already know Spanish? No, I'm still in language school. Oh, okay. So uh, there's four, there's five books that I have to complete. I just recently started book four. Do you do that there in Chile? Yes. Oh, that's nice. So which is great because then, you know, I get to spend that time with my teacher Mm -hmm. five hours a day and then I get to go out and hear it and use it. Yes. And all that. So it's, it's just basically drowning Has it come well? So you feel like it's like, uh, or you like, oh, this has been really hard. <laughs> I mean, you are I, a nursing, you, you, you are a nurse, you have a nursing degree. I don't think that means you're going to be good. Yeah, but I mean, you're smart. Oh, and you're obviously a hard worker. There's been some, some harder days, just, yep. uh, 
like right now I'm book four, I'm learning subjunctives. Mm-hmm. It's how to express uncertainties. Subjunctives. I don't even know what that is. I know. It, <laughs> it, but it's a different tense that they use when you're trying to express uncertainties, hopes, desires. Mm-hmm. So you use it when you're praying Wow. for somebody. And with even with discipling, Jason uh-huh. Holt told me, he was like, you, you really need to get into the subjunctives before you know you to can disciple. to disciple because you're talking about is it like the language of the heart hopes. kind of almost it's it, it the word just changes a little bit okay um you know the the verb i mean there's a different ending to okay. it okay wow but this is all done while you are there in yes Chile. yeah so while i'm learning the language also learning the ropes of ministry i go along with one of the pastor's wives as she's discipling oh. so that i can learn that and then i'm having my language school teacher go through the discipleship book with me yeah and we role play I so that i can that learn you're that. there with her i mean that's one of the best ways to yes. do to teach somebody how to lead somebody to the lord oh, it's yeah. one of the best ways to teach somebody how to disciple when you're like, here, just come along. Right, exactly. And then they can mimic and see what you've done. That is, that's fascinating. The life I on life that. has been great. Well, great. So, so you've been there a total of how many years then? Uh, about a year. About a year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're just starting and that's exciting that we get to be part of that. It's going to be great to be able to look back in four years when you come back again. And, uh, Hopefully fluent in Spanish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll do a whole podcast in Spanish. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Oh, no, no, that's German. That's okay. All right. So, oh, that's great. Well, that's amazing. So, so we got to see your background and what's going on with your life. And that is just, that, that's just amazing. Uh, so what are the plans now? Like when you leave here, you're going to go back. Yes. Um, and, and what are the step-by-step plans? So um, when I go back, I'll be, Lord willing, finishing up language school in the next couple months. And then um, one of the things I'm really praying about is definitely getting to actually disciple girls one-on-one and then also um, hopefully starting some kind of Bible study Hmm. um, for just a smaller group of young ladies at my house. Right now I'm having young ladies in. Yeah. but I want to be more intentional about that time and being really able to, you know, teach them about God's word. And so the with the Holtz, they have a church there, yes. right? So do you attend that same church and you help out in that church, or is so the the ministry there? There's actually 15 churches okay. now, and there's one that they're attending. It's amazing when you go to these. You you see the missionary come and you see the things that they do. You know, on the pictures, you're like, oh, that's nice. But then when you go and visit, and you're like, there's 15 churches around this whole, <laughs> look what they did, what God used. It is amazing what in the Lord's their, done. Yes. Fit, I mean, they've been there how many years? 20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in 20 years, 15 churches, and they'll probably, I'm assuming, all different sizes. All yes. Different, yes. All different, um, even culture, culturally different in all the different right. churches, too. Different the areas. different areas. Yep. It's fascinating. If you haven't gone on a missions trip, you really need to sign up and go on a missions trip so you can at least get excited about giving to missions. Because it's amazing, isn't yes, it? Even, it really is. Like, it took a missions trip for you to be like, wow, this all of this has been affecting my life. I want to give back to it. I mean, it is, it's an incredible experience it to is. see not just the pictures on the slide. Right, to actually go there. Yeah. And I'm glad to be able to talk to you because you're a single lady. Everybody thinks that their particular situation in life cannot be used. You're hmm. a single lady on the mission field. Oftentimes people think, well, I need to be married or, 
or maybe I'm too young, or maybe I'm too old, or uh, maybe uh, whatever. Uh, the or and some people that are married say, "I got too, I got, I'm married. I got too many kids. I, mm. I can't." There's all sorts of limitations. But you're 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 being used by God as a single lady on the mission field. You're discipling ladies. You're you're bringing ladies to the Lord. You're working with children's ministries. Uh, there's all sorts of different things. Uh, do, is there any way? Are you using your degree as a nurse? Uh, on the field, not right now. Chile has a really um, pretty modern healthcare system, mm. and they're quite strict on their regulations and things. But um, we have for MMO is coming mm-hmm. um, next year to Santiago, and so I'm going to see you know how I can help out with that, yeah. and maybe as we go into other areas and um, that are more rural. You know, maybe that's where somewhere where I could be a help or use that. But right now, just within Santiago in the area, there's just so much accessibility and, and like I said, yeah. quite modern healthcare. Those of you who are interested in, we talked about MMO a few times. It is called Medical Missions Outreach. It is directed by Bradley and Kelly Edmondson, and they travel all around the world taking missions, groups, missions, teams to um, do medical clinics, vision clinics. You don't have to say, you don't have to have a medical degree or know anything about medicine Mm -hmm. to go on one of these trips. That's proof because this lady that I'm sitting next to (laughs) went and she knows nothing about medicine. medicine. (laughs) She knows how to bandage a kid's knee. That's right, yes. I can administrate Tylenol. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So... So um, administer. See, that's it. I can't even do that. Okay, (laughs) she's administering the administration. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. So you don't have to know anything about medicine to go on one of these trips, but they are fabulous, Mm -hmm. and they you just go to the MMO website. Also, if you're interested in that, we did um, two different episodes with Bradley Edmondson on Tice Talk. So you can go back into our episodes and find that one. I believe it's probably labeled as Medical Missions Outreach or Bradley Edmondson, interview with Bradley Edmondson. But if you'd like more, like to know more about that, you can reach out to them. But it is, it's an incredible ministry when yes. you're able to do that. But like you said, some of these countries do, like they said in Peru, they are very, they have a lot of access to Western medicine. Mm-hmm. So it's not like when If you go to Tanzania, where they don't have any access to hardly anything, but they go all over. In fact, they're going to Israel this year, too. I thought that's 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 fascinating. So anyway, so for you, when you look in your vision of being there, do you say, hey, in five years, this is what I would like to be doing? Yes. Um, I'd love to hear that. One of the things I think really I, I hope to be able to do is to be able to teach. There's a Bible college. Um, down there already called um, the Chile Bible College. And so I'm really praying and hoping that as, you know, after I finish language school but continue practicing the language, then in time um, I'll be able to teach some of the ladies' classes because we have a ladies' track Mm -hmm. um, at the Bible College. And um, I'll be taking the classes before I can teach them. So that way I'll be Mm well-versed in them. And so I'll be starting that um, hopefully in the fall, in the third trimester of the college, and then hopefully in – Five years time, I'll be teaching wow, there as well. Wow, that's so neat. And so. is is the Bible College um, 
I'm assuming it'd probably be similar to the one that they have in Peru where the people that go to the school end up going and starting those churches, those the 15 yes. different churches that yes. are there. Yeah. That is just incredible. The 15 men that have started these 15 churches uh-huh. um, have all gone through the, the, Bible, the college. Bible college. And some of them are now teaching the next That's generation. so beautiful. So it's well, pretty awesome. You're way. just truly affecting the whole culture when you're mm-hmm. doing that, little by little by little. I mean, I, I was so impressed because that's what they said. They have about 40 churches in Peru yeah. that have been started just in Peru. And they said they even they have ones that have gone out from Peru to Ecuador and from Peru right. to the different. And I just think to they're South affecting. Uh, yeah. Yes. Affecting the world. Right. I mean, that's it's it, what a beautiful what a. What a beautiful thing, because it's what our calling is to do. Amen. So I love this. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. We really appreciate you being here today. Well, thank you. We're excited about our missions conference, but we're also excited about our Maximize Life Summit that's coming up. Yes, but before we get to that, I just want to say this. Maybe, Tracy, uh, if they wanted to contact you and have you, at, at a, another, if there's somebody listening that want, would like to have you at their church, how would they contact you? Uh, right now, email is the best way. Um, email would be T S Paver. So T for Tracy, S for Sam, and then my last name, P A V E R, at gmail.com is how you can reach me. And then also, I'm on WhatsApp, um, and my number there is 301 518 4356. Again, 301 518 4356. That's great. We want to make sure that we got what, that I got that in there. Because I'm so glad you did because I would have said, "Why didn't you remind me to get that, Dad?" Well, well, that's what we want to do. <laughs> we want people to support Tracy and all the efforts in Chile. So we really are excited though about our Maximize Life Summit. It is. It's coming up September 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's, and we just secured our speakers. That's exactly right. I can't wait. I mean, like I was thrilled when I found out who's speaking. Our speakers are number one. Our, our keynote speaker is a gentleman named Philip Alsop. Dr. Doctor, Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil will be with That's us right. for our Maximize Life Conference. This so, guy's not liberal. No. <laughs> you will enjoy him. He is the principal uh, for uh, at, Maranaba- at Maranatha. Maranatha Baptist University has a, a, a high school associated with it. He's the principal of that high school. He is a tremendous, tremendous servant of the Lord. The thing that makes him qualified to come to our Maximize Life Conference is, is very simply this, that he has a wonderful family and he loves his family. He's a great communicator. You're going to love hearing Dr. Philip Alsop. Uh, he uh, will be with us for the entire conference. And then... And his wife as well. And his wife as yeah, well, and Danielle. Now, I'm sure he'll tell you some of these things, but... Um, we grew, he grew up a lot of his teen years with us because he was a missionary. Um, his parents were missionaries in Australia, and he was a um, what do you call it? A, an exchange student when you're well, he was he was in the United States and couldn't get back to Australia. So through high school, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So he came to live with us over Christmas breaks and yeah. that different different things, and he just became like part of our family, and so we're excited about. And they him have coming. a wonderful family. They now have children who are college students themselves yes. and so that's he he will be the keynote but then we also are having for the teenagers ben shetler ben shetler is uh an, is in apologetics uh, he's the son of jim shetler uh, who's been a friend of our families for many many years and ben 
uh, has been a, a friend of our family and is being used of God all over the country uh, to speak the truth in love. That's right. That's... He really addresses a lot of cultural issues, and he will be a phenomenal, phenomenal speaker. Really for us. good, really good for the teens, too, because they deal with a lot of issues that are slammed in their faces that we didn't necessarily have to have them slammed in our faces daily yes. as teenagers. He'll be dealing with now. the LGBTQ, he'll be dealing with the woke philosophies, he'll be dealing with uh, evolution and the nonsense that is there. He'll be able to explain what a woman is. Yes. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so if you're wondering, if you haven't watched Matt Walsh's, <laughs> I would recommend. That. I highly recommend. Don't yes, watch not it with, with your children. Yeah, with, with <laughs> watch it with teens and above. Yeah. And, but uh, he, we'll be able to address those issues. The Maximize Life Conference is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for you. If you've not been to Vegas, you'd like to come to Vegas. There'll be an opportunity for you to come and be ministered to. This is typically a conference we have just for members of Liberty Baptist Church, but we are opening it up to anybody who would like to come. You'd be responsible for taking care of your own housing and everything else. Uh, but it's, and it's uh, September 14th through the 16th? It's September 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Oh, the whole week yes, of, it's, okay. It's, it's the 10th, I think, is on Sunday. Sunday is and the then 10th. And then through Wednesday. At each night, we have three different... Uh, sessions going on. So there's a general session at the end, but there's two other sessions. You have an opportunity to pick from about 45 different topics throughout the conference, and it's a great opportunity for you to just hone in on some personal skills to develop your life and be so that you can live the maximized life for Christ. Yes, you're going to love it. Many of our staff members and their wives will be speaking. We really are thrilled about what's going to be happening at our Maximize Life Summit. So if you're interested... You'll be speaking. I, I will be speaking. And I will be speaking. Yes, he'll be speaking. That's going to be my favorite one, guys. <laughs> and I know everybody's going to want to go to his, but make sure somebody comes to mine, okay? <laughs> So it's going to be excellent. Um, join us. If you want more information, all you have to do is go to info at experienceliberty.com. That's info at experienceliberty.com. And just request, it's an email, request more info about the Maximize Life Summit. Thank you again for listening. This is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation. <laughs>